Thanks for joining us for the Connect Podcast. I'm Cole Phillips, the lead pastor of the Connection Church, and every week we're going to look into the Bible to find out how God's Word connects to our everyday lives. It's going to be life-changing. The Connect Podcast is produced every week for your growth and inspiration. You can find all the show notes at makingtheconnection.org. You can also find the podcast on your favorite podcasting service, Follow me on Twitter at Cole Phillips and on Facebook and Instagram. You'll find all the links in the show notes. Now, let's get into the study. All right, I am so glad that you're here and we are excited to get into this today as we together, we've been going through uh, the book of Acts, Acts chapter 9, and this is something you're going to want to share with people because we are going through um, the the book of Acts, where we see the church in action, we see uh, the acts of the Holy Spirit, and the difference this is going to make in our life. What we like to do here is we like to get the Bible into our lives so we can get it out of our lives into the world around us. And we're especially doing that today as we talk about the topic and the issue of being consistent. If you find it hard to to be consistent from one day to the next, we're going to get into that today, and we're going to get into Acts chapter 9, verse 23 through 30. Um, and so if you have your Bible, you may want to take some notes. Uh, but also at the end of this, as we as we land the plane today, I want to give us uh, about 10 practical ways to increase our consistency in our life. So you're going to want to stay with us through the whole this whole time together, and uh, be sure to, to let us know that you're here and... Um, and we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot today. We're gonna grow a lot today and have a great time. So it's been said: if you are persistent, you will get it. If you are consistent, you will keep it. And it's clear that the people who had the greatest impact in the world—they're not the most talented people. They're not the, necessarily the smartest people, but they are the people who don't give up, who stay consistent over a period of time. And uh, Michael Jordan is a great example of this. You know, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And he didn't even make his varsity team on his first try. Throughout his career, he lost 300 games. He missed the game-winning shot 26 times. But rather than let that disappointment derail him and discourage him, he used it to motivate him, to push him forward. He was consistent. He practiced every day. Uh, increasing his skills, and got closer to reaching his goals. So consistency is the key. And that is what God is looking for. God is looking for consistency, Uh, being consistent in our walk and keeping our faith in Jesus no matter what comes our way, no matter what challenges we're facing in the good times. Usually it's pretty easy to be consistent, though in those times we think we've got it. So Sometimes we slack, but in the bad times, those are those are some hard times, and we got to stay consistent. And in the Bible, there's no greater example of consistency than Paul. He set an example, and you know, we as we're at this point in Acts, we just see this is where he's getting started. This is where uh, he is ramping up what was to be his ministry and his life 
And uh, today we're going to look at three areas where he was consistent, where I think God is also calling us to be consistent in our walk on a daily basis. And we're looking at Acts chapter 9, verse 23 through 30. So you want to turn there. But the first one we see is we see the challenge for us to consistently reach out to people, consistently reach outside of ourselves to others. And Paul did this in spite of a plot, a murderous plot to take his life. Look at verse 23 through 25. We'll read this right here. He says, after many days had gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill Paul. But Saul, Paul, learned of their plan. Day and night, they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. So what do we, what do we see here? Well, Paul had been there uh, reaching out, witnessing, sharing Jesus in Damascus for a while. He was, not only was he sharing Christ, but he was proving that Jesus is the Savior that God had promised. And so he was standing strong in the Lord, and this was clearly seen that he did not shrink back in fear, even against the people. Uh, in fact, what he what he was doing was he he was so convincing that he was silencing their arguments. Um, and it reminds me of this verse in Isaiah fifty five eleven, and and we hear this, you know, the the effectiveness of the word of God. And um, that is, he says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will it accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So God's word is effective. And, and it's, a, it's something that you can use when you're sharing about Jesus. I mean, it is the word of God. And so you want to know God's word, and you want to be able to use God's word. Um, but notice that there was a plan that was hatched by the Jewish people to murder Saul. They got so violent and so uh, just enraged and, and so hostile, <clears throat> so angry and murderous. Why do you think they felt that way? Well, you know, first, they saw him as a traitor to their faith, to their country, to their cause. He was had been one of them. And then they saw that he had switched sides, that he actually embraced Jesus. And uh, they felt like he was a traitor. And also, Paul was very good. He was very uh, wise. He, he knew his stuff. And basically, they were ashamed. They were embarrassed. Um, they tried to dominate him mentally and spiritually, but they couldn't. So when people can't out-argue you, sometimes they just get violent. They just they just want to put a stop to you. And this message of the gospel that he was sharing threatened them, but it also condemned them. They knew that they uh, were uh, required to deny themselves and give all that they had and all that they are to Jesus. And, um, you know, this time that uh, where Paul was, this was a, uh, he, he had been trained, he, he was learning, um, but he was also ministering. And so, you know, we do both, it's a both and. 
there are a lot of people that I call, you know, they're professional students and we, I just want to learn. I just want to learn. Yes, you want to learn, but you want to, you want to in the process, give out what you're learning and share what you're learning. It's like a guy I knew one time and, you know, he was always working out. He's always in the gym and he was working out and, and he was ripped And then I would ask him to go, um, hey, could you just move this box for me? And this is one of my my team members back many years ago. Could you move this box? And, uh, (laughs) oh, I'm so, I can't, my body, I'm too. And I'm like, what's the point of all the working out if you're not going to use your physical strength to serve? Same thing is true in all of our learning. What's the point of all of our learning if we're not going to use what we learn to pass it on to others? And um, so, you know, what Paul did, taking time to grow and to learn and to prepare, that's something we need to do as well. Um, But in the process, as you're doing that, you can pass on, you can share what you're learning. Now, they succeeded in persuading the governor of Damascus and the authorities to, uh, they persuaded them that Paul was uh, a troublemaker. He was a danger. And so the governor ordered patrols out on a manhunt for Paul. And they put guards all around the city to keep him from getting away. But he got away. He was the the target of this conspiracy, this murderous plot. And there were guards and patrols everywhere. You can imagine the, the danger that was happening here in this moment. And it's interesting because the city was totally enclosed by this wall. The disciples placed Saul into a basket and lowered him down the city wall. And so we see Paul's example of courage and his uh, commitment to consistently reach out and witness. And no matter what obstacles we face, we've got to be unwavering as we share Jesus with those around us. You know, uh, John 10.10, Jesus says that uh, he has come to give life and life more abundantly. So we know how necessary it is that people hear this news and receive this news. And, um, you know, we need to do this together. We all need to be about the mission. And, um, you know, a lot of times um, people are going to point the finger and they're going to say, you're some kind of, what are you, some kind of Jesus freak? What are you, some kind of fanatic? And we start wondering, uh, are they going to think badly of me? Am I not going to be invited to the parties? Am I going to be, uh, you know, they're going to think think something bad about me? It doesn't matter. Listen, somebody who is a consistent witness is somebody who's going to get out there, somebody who's going to consistently invite people to to, to church to hear the message, uh, somebody who's going to be creative in the way that you reach out and uh, use conversation and look for those open doors. Um, you're you're going to be somebody who is growing and, and sharing with your family, you know, sharing with your family. And uh, one, one interesting uh, quote is this, it's often frequent taps with the gospel hammer that crush the heart rather than massive, powerful strikes. You know, it's just consistency, consistently planting seeds and 
talking about the Lord and what he's done in your life. And, and um, so don't miss Paul's consistency and loyalty to Jesus in spite of all the danger. This was not easy for him to do. And, and also notice this, God will always make a way of escape if you're faithful in your witness. He will either deliver you from the difficulty or he's going to carry you through the difficulty. He will even carry you through. You say, well, what if, what if it costs me my life? Awesome. Well, then, you know, uh, Paul says to live as Christ and to die as gain. You are in a can't-lose situation as long as you stand for Jesus. The second way that Paul was consistent was he consistently connected with other Christians. He was very consistent in this. And check out what was happening. The Christians themselves, the church, was rejecting him. You talk about some church hurt. You know, everybody talks about, I've got church hurt, and, you know, they they weren't nice to me or whatever it is. (laughs) Look at what happens to Paul. When he goes to Jerusalem in verse 26, when he came to Jerusalem, escaping for his life, you know, with his life, he came to Jerusalem in verse 26. He tried to join the disciples, but they <laughs> they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was really a disciple. They thought he was a poser. They thought he was an imposter, a spy. Verse 27, but Barnabas took him in. Barnabas is a name that means encourager. Took him in and brought him to the apostles He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. Um, You know, Paul, he shows up, he tries to get in with the church and uh, not only one time, but this word tried as he tried, he's consistent, consistently not giving up. Not saying, well, I'm just going to be my own church. I'm just going to, you know, take take my toys and go play on my own. That's not what Paul did. He said, I've got to be a part of the church. Um, I need the church. And the church needed him. And, you know, but his past went with him. And uh, so they wouldn't accept him. They didn't believe him. They were suspicious. They were cynical. And they thought he was trying to get in there to spy on them, to identify the believers. And listen, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, you know, the, the, the church leaders do have to protect the flock, their flock. You know, that's a big thing. Um, but this was a difficult situation. What I'm focusing on is Paul. Paul's saying, I get that you have this fear, but I'm telling you I have changed and my motives have changed. My life has changed. And so Paul became friends with Barnabas. And Barnabas somehow knew that Paul was telling the truth. And, you know, they had talked together. And um, so, so Barnabas is the one that sort of represented um, and, and, and brought Paul to the other disciples and uh, convinced them that Paul had met Jesus on the road to Damascus and heard from Jesus and that he had been faithfully, consistently sharing the gospel. So Paul was accepted. He was brought in, and he stayed 15 days. He fellowshiped with, um, you know, with Peter. Um, in fact, Paul says in Galatians 1.18 that his main reason for going to Jerusalem was to meet Peter, the one that Jesus had chosen to be the first leader of his people. And um, this is important because it means that he wasn't going just to, to minister, just to reach out, just to serve, 
but to learn and to connect. And, you know, Paul wasn't just sitting around, though, uh, basking in the, the good times of new friends with Peter and James. He was still focusing on the mission. He was still reaching out. And he went out and preached Jesus at the, at the same time, speaking boldly, it says, in the name of the Lord. And um, he went through such a struggle to just to be able to worship and fellowship with other believers. How different is this from the way we are? You know, somebody says something uh, we don't like or looks at us funny or we just feel a certain way and we say, oh, I'm not welcome there. I'm not going to go there. He didn't even consider the idea of not worshiping with the church. Um, he wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to go worship God in at the beach or I'm going to go worship God at the lake. He fought to worship and to fellowship with other believers until they accepted him. And it just reminds me, I want to share with you quickly some of the benefits of not only is it commanded by God, but, um, you know, there's the benefits that come from from fellowship. And that is uh, you, you develop your relationships, friendships. We need those. You grow spiritually, being challenged. Iron sharpens iron, hearing messages uh, consistently from Someone that you actually can, you know, know and 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 talk with. Uh, there's accountability. There's accountability. Um, you know, the New Testament places a great emphasis on accountability. You can't be accountable just by yourself. You need some other believers. And when somebody tries to hold you accountable and you run away, then um, you know that's not accountability. That's not true accountability. Accountability. You've got to put yourself in that position where you say, "I'm allowing people to speak into my life." Also, being a part of a church, you're going to be more effective at your life mission, reaching people. Um, you're doing it as a group. I, like I've said, some people need to be team tackled into the the kingdom. You're going to have a greater impact with your life. There's opportunities to serve, and studies have shown scientifically that people who uh, go to worship, go to church regularly. They experience less depression, more life satisfaction. And check this out. This is huge. Less sickness and disease. Um, <laughs> there's an improvement like in your immune system and uh, just in your overall health by choosing to lean into the church. Um, so you got to do that consistently. The third area that that Paul was consistent was that he consistently spoke the word of God. Um, and, and, and we've got to do that. We've got to consistently speak God's word boldly. Um, he was faithful no matter what he was facing. Look at verse 29 through 30. He talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. <laughs> People today would say, why? Why are you trying to argue? No, he was, he was trying to convince. He was trying to persuade uh, verse 30, when the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So Paul was bold in Jerusalem. Um, that wasn't even his main reason for going there, but he did it anyway. Uh, and it was very dangerous uh, because it, it had only been three years since he had been commissioned by the city officials to be the main persecutor of the church. So Paul was preaching, though, because he couldn't keep it to himself. Sharing Jesus and the message of salvation was in his heart, and he had to share with anyone who would listen. When you realize 
that life is on the line and eternity is on the line, you're going to be compelled to reach out and to share. But also, check this out, he probably still felt a lot of pain over his role in Stephen's death. And um, he he had even stirred up others and encouraged others to um, to participate in that murderous act. And being in Jerusalem gave him the chance to go back to them, to confess what he had done and tell them about Jesus. He probably went to that very synagogue where he had argued against Stephen, and now he was taking his place. He was trying to reach the very ones who had helped him to stone Stephen. And so, you know, those people that we've hurt in our past, those people, maybe you were a part of some parties or something, or maybe even doing some things that you, you know y'all shouldn't have been doing. Maybe you were a part of leading that, or maybe you were just a part of the group, but you can go back to those people and you can say, hey, Jesus has changed my life. He can change your life too. And so often we think, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I just want to uh, forget that that ever happened. Well, God wants to use your past, uh, those things that you're most embarrassed of. God wants to use them in order to help someone else, in order to uh, minister and reach them. But notice that his opposition was so vicious. They would not trust in Jesus. They rebelled and they argued with Paul and they got so mad that they decided, again, we're going to kill him. But he didn't let fear, he didn't let his personal safety stop him or make him stay quiet. What an example for us. And the believers there found out about this plot and they warned Paul, they they helped him to go to, to Tarsus, where, which is where he's from, and there, because they were trying to stop him, he went to Tarsus. That's where he began reaching the, the, the world um, and those who weren't Jewish people, but the rest of the world. And so he had this incredible consistency to Jesus, no matter what he was going through. And that's an example to us all. He was determined to be obedient he was determined to do the right thing. He was determined to speak out. He was determined to, to uh, be with other Christians, to do this with others. Now, as we land today, I just I want to share with us because we're talking about consistency and, and consistency. And I think a lot of us, we uh, struggle. You know, I know I personally struggle with being the same day after day for the long haul. You know, life is short and life is long, and you want to stay consistent over the long haul. So I've got some ideas here on how you can stay consistent. And one way to do it is to have some goals. You know, if it comes to witnessing, if it comes to time with God in the Bible, um, praying, uh, being involved in church, you know, serving, what is it that you're, uh, or Bible memory, what is it you're going to do um, and set those goals out in advance? You know, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Um, so aim at something. Say, here is going to be what my goal is. I'm going to reach out to one friend a week. You know, I'm going to invite, I'm going to make five invitations a week to church. Um, so you set these specific goals. And then second, you you plan it, you schedule it. You say, here's 
here's when I'm going going to do this. You know, uh, so so you you set a plan. Um, you can uh, make sure you know this is kind of again on that replacement principle that you don't let things distract you. Minimize the distractions that keep you from your goal. Um, and so that means limiting your social media, unless social media is a part of how you are achieving your goal. Um, and so minimize you know, the other uh, useless distractions. Um, then also, you know, discipline is so important. You can pay now or you can pay later. So you want to you wanna do the hard things now. Get those things done so that you're able to stay consistent. And then make sure you're watching. Have I, how, you know, keep yourself accountable to those, but not just yourself, but find somebody else. Tell somebody else about your goals. Uh, invite them to join you. And um, that could be somebody in your family. It could be a friend, somebody at church who can hold you accountable Perhaps you can hold them accountable too, and you will be twice as effective. Now, here's a problem with consistency sometimes. Nobody is 100% perfectly consistent all the time. Very few people are. And so you got to operate with grace. You got to understand that, you know, life is unpredictable. Things happen. Sometimes, you know, you're not going to uh, accomplish your goal. Sometimes you're going to fall short. That's okay, you know. If you uh, aim for the stars, you, you might hit the moon. So you want to you want to just keep aiming high, and when you fall down, you get back up and don't give up. Okay, and as you do achieve some of those consistent victories, as you see this happening, celebrate, celebrate the victories, um, and and even you know reward yourself. Um, you know, whatever that is. I've got this, um, I've got this, um, amino, uh, drink that I drink after I work out and it's delicious. It tastes like liquid jello. Okay. So it's just delicious. And it's kind of a reward for working out. If I work out, I get to drink my amino drink. So just find some things that are healthy ways to celebrate. And, um, and that positive reinforcement will help you develop the habits to keep going. I'm talking about making sure that you're connecting with God's people, sharing uh, sharing your faith with others, and continuing to um, just share, share the Word of God. And listen, consistency is the key. Your repetition will determine your reputation in the long run. Did you hear that? Your repetition determines your reputa reputation. What you do on a daily basis becomes who you are. It determines who you're becoming. And, and aren't you glad that God is so consistent with you? I'm so glad God is consistent uh, because that means he never gives up on you. And Philippians 1.6 says, I'm certain that God who began this good work in you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. He's consistently working in your life and God always finishes what he starts. He started a good work in you. He's going to continue that work in your life. Listen, God wants you to know today he is still at work in your life. And even if you kind of beat yourself, you say, I just can't be consistent. Listen, God is consistent. And he's consistently moving you forward in the direction 
that he has for you. And I don't know what you're facing today, but I do know that God is not done with you yet. And so I want to pray with you and pray that God is able to accomplish all that he started in you as you consistently look to serve him and lean into him and become that person that he's called you to be. So let me pray with you right now. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you uh, that you are so consistent with us. You're so consistently faithful in our life. Thank you for that, God. Thank you that you love us in spite of um, the our inconsistency. And God, help us to develop a strength and consistency in serving you, in living for you, in sharing Jesus with the people around us. God, we thank you. And uh, I just pray for the needs that are present, God, as people are struggling. God, I know that you're God in each situation of life. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a great uh, rest of the week, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for joining us for this week's Connect podcast. If you liked what you heard, then be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, rate. We want to spread this good word to everybody we can who needs to hear this message. I hope you have a great week and I look forward to you joining us next week for the Connect podcast.